Hi everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Beer and Bunts. My name's Chris. My name's James. Uh, and this one is slightly different to normal, so this is a brewery special, and the brewery featuring today is a brewery from based in South Birmingham called Attic Brew. Uh, before we go into the full blurb of the um, what the brewery is about, what we'll uh, will clarify is although that the all the beers are from Attic Brew, we will be reviewing the beers as we always do, we'll give a genuine reaction to what we like. There's no favouritism or anything like that. Yeah. It's, we'll review the beers on what we taste. I mean, if, if anybody knows me and Chris, let's be honest, we don't really hold back, do we? Like, uh, <laughs> we really I've been known to be classed as so. brutal. Is the, brutal, uh, is that where you're going for it? Brutal, is that? Okay. It's probably accurate. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's a bit too kind to yourself. But. Yeah, more likely. Right, so the uh, we'll go straight into tried and tested, first of all. So the one that's actually been uh, recommended to us from... Uh, Ollie and Sam at Atty Bruco okay. is a uh, session hazy IPA called More Miles Than Money. So uh, this particular beer is 4.3%. Uh, it is, it's very light in colour. It is hazy, obviously. By the it is incredibly title. light, to be fair. Um, right. Do you want to have a quick swig? While I have a quick look through. So the hops we've got in this one is Simcoe, Citra and Yucanut. And it's got Kavik Yeast. So we've had a couple of, we had a week previously as well. So that was the uh, Nobody's Poet, which we featured yeah. on Instagram as well. You're looking very confused. Yeah, I am things. confused. It, it's the aftertaste, I think, for me. Like, because the, the body's really good. Because it's the, quite the smell's it is, nice. Yeah, it's quite crisp. It's just the aftertaste is a bit like it caught me off guard. It's not what I was expecting. It is quite refreshing, to be fair. Like, I think the aftertaste is very nice, but it is it just lingers a bit and just comes a little bit later. I That's think, one of those IPAs. That doesn't taste like an IPA, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's quite... It's more... I would say that's more of a hoppy pale. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's got that... It's got, I think, there is a little bit of... Well, so that, that's not, kind of the point of some session IPAs, though, because it is that borderline, right? So some. Yeah, but it, it, again, normally, I say... Because yeah. I normally taste the beer at the front, you taste it like more at the back, and mm. like normally that you like that extra bite, where this was, hasn't really got an IPA bite to it. Is, yeah. There is a hoppiness there. It's, not, it's actually I'm quite enjoying that. It's um, it's, yeah, it's got quite a nice hoppiness throughout it completely. But then you've got kind of what is quite um an understated body to start with, which then mm. kind of goes into this quite refreshing kind of fruitier aftertaste. I think that kind of links a bit a bit of tang as well towards the end, which is quite nice. I think. Well, it's like, like one of the beers we had on the last episode where it was like a, it was a Polish beer that was really really overly complex. Now this is the, you can tell it's got the complexity because of those three hops in it, but not. Enough to confuse you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. It's qu- it's a good balance, to be fair, I think, from from the different flavours. But there's nothing there that's too overpowering to anything else. Yeah. So I think, so, like I say, some of the previous ones we've had, like, sometimes there just isn't enough there as well. Whereas actually... Some, some of the single like, hop ones can yeah. be a bit like bland if there's not enough um, other features inside the beer. Yeah. But if you like com- a complex beer, I think that kind of ticks the box for everybody because there is a complexity for you to try and analyse it as you're going through. But it's not overly in your face where you think actually no that's just a hardcore yeah. craft beer drink because that actually oh, that's not yeah. actually that bad um, did, did they say anything when they recommended this one over all the others is no this, we had quite a discussion one? about because like, their favourite one was nobody part I was like well we've already yeah. featured that yeah, so yeah, we're not going to yeah. do that again so you need to come back with something else and they came back with something else I was like well that's actually already featured in the episode yeah. so we need to come back with something <laughs> else again so this is actually their third choice okay uh, but to be honest I, I think that's actually quite a nice beer so uh, a bit of a blurb about yeah. the actual brewery so I got this from the lads now we were waiting quite a bit of time to get the information through from them so 
I'll talk about that in a bit. But with the... Um, so, the information I got sent. So, Ollie and Sam met at uni in Cardiff, where Sam started to homebrew. Following university, Sam moved back to Birmingham, and Ollie moved to London. They both had fairly corporate jobs, and they were looking for a change. Sam wanted to set up a brewery, and pretty much uh, since he'd started brewing, that was kind of the thing he wanted. Uh, so, they had a meet-up um, with loads of uni mates, and then Sam asked Ollie if he wanted to actually club together and start the brewery and the rest was history apparently Uh, inspiration was as much the experience and conversations that the beer brings as the drink itself well we can relate to that because that's the whole reason why we started this in the first place so for that reason they set up uh, Attic as a brewery to focus on the local area with the tap room to become a place for the community around us to gather like the traditional local pub would have been uh, now that they're expanding, selling cans further afield and keg, and soon to be cask across the Midlands, uh, our philosophy of beer being more than just a drink rings true. We brew beers to satisfy a wide range of tastes. Wide range of tastes, I think that's supposed to be. Can I say, for anybody who thinks we're a scripted podcast normally, this is to prove yeah, this is the reason we're not why we normally don't a scripted podcast. Like, how? Yeah, so uh, brew beers to satisfy a wide range of beers and always put uh, drinkability first. Uh, we want to feel great nights, pint after pint, not just for one beer. Uh, the future sees us moving into cask beer as it's such an important part of Midlands beer culture and helps make batic, uh, attic beer accessible to <laughs> more people. <laughs> would help if you get the brewery right though right Shut up. Uh, we're also doubling down on can production uh, these are uncertain times but having canned beer means more people can drink our beers uh, whenever they feel comfortable and safe um, yeah so again that's the reason why we don't script yeah. our podcast so uh, as I said previously um, we, I did ask this has kind of been in the setup probably for about two months really. yeah, so we've yeah. been communicating back and forth with the brewery just to try and get that information through um, I was getting a bit scared that I wasn't going to get the information that what they wanted so I took some information from the internet and put my own spin on it now I mean the internet is such a reliable place exactly. as well right and so. my mind is even more reliable obviously <laughs> so um, basically I created some facts about Attic Brew uh, and this is a little segment that I've called questionable facts okay just for any kind of defamation or libel kind of action like of course any views are chris's and his own in terms no, okay of... <laughs> if we want to do a disclaimer first i was going to do it later okay you've yeah, ruined that again um, I, I didn't realize you've got a disclaimer sorted so here we go okay no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. essentially okay. yeah these facts that i've called questionable <laughs> facts this is what this segment's going to be called um they are partly based on the truth and then Partly my imagination of what actually went on in real life. Now, my imagination is a dark place, so I do apologise in advance. So, uh, and yeah. I suppose the important thing is you're not going to tell us what is real and what is I, I think you, I think you'll be you think, quite <laughs> obvious what, what's real and what's not. So, uh, so we're really sorry, I didn't... <laughs> I, I, I didn't make them aware of this before we started. So, oh, uh, yeah, so my first questionable fact is, rumour has it, Sam started the small-scale home brewing uh, at uni whilst off his tits, and his first batch was made with nothing more than a saucepan and a pair of tights that were left behind from a one-night stand. Okay. So that's the first question of fact. I mean, anybody knows Sam, that sounds, <laughs> sounds true, to be fair, right? Like, you know. Uh, apparently Sam and Ollie never intended to start a brewery, but they had to use it as an excuse to cover up their alcohol problems. Was was Ollie the one night stand? Sorry, I'm just getting. Or I, I mean, I mean, we don't judge on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna have a swig yeah. while you. Uh, Ollie, if you, if you want to wear tights, mate, you, you go for it. You go for it. Rock 'em. 
So after Ollie moved to Birmingham to open the tap room in Sturgley, he was reportedly so happy with the outcome that he rode bare arse on horseback around Sturgley with the words Attic Brew written with a sharpie on each bum cheek. Uh, side note, apparently he does keep a picture of Lady Godiva on his bedroom wall, which is where the inspiration came from. I mean, these two seem to have a very uh, healthy relationship. But I'm not like you're really painting a picture of Sam and Ollie. Uh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't tell them what I actually put yeah. on anything. Can, can yeah. you tell? Yeah, yeah. Um, Attic Brew uses a lot of local artists uh, for their can art covers. Apparently this is for two reasons. Firstly, to help promote the up-and-coming artists from the local area. And secondly, uh, as some of the labels are so vibrant, uh, they remind some of the one time he tried magic, magic mushrooms during university. Um, if Sam's family are listening, or all his family, I do apologise in advance. This is all in my head. Uh <laughs> Next questionable fact. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awkward if this actually helped uh, Sam and Ollie finally uh, come out come to and, and come to terms with... <laughs> with uh, Attic Brew are known for using local dialect on their cans as well as their puns used on as beer names. It's rumoured that the idea of using puns as beer names was part of an agreement reached between Sam and Ollie. Ollie was getting annoyed with the puns being used by Sam as he brewed the beer that he said he could use the puns as names, providing he stopped saying them whilst they were working. Okay. Wow. I would say, I think in future segments, maybe make it a bit more snappy, <laughs> personally. Right. Questionable facts. I'm just saying, come on, mate. Uh, Attic right. Brew are renowned for their wide variety of beers and ever-changing lineup. Uh, it's rumoured that this started due to the lads getting so drunk during sampling sessions that they ended up putting the wrong ingredients into the brews. Uh, the resulting beers became so popular that they decided to stick with the rotating lineup. <laughs> so, yeah, that is uh, my questionable facts, questionable facts uh, segment. Um, I mean, the the the, the no, like the normal sponsorship kind of thing. I mean, if any breweries do want it, <laughs> then we're, we're happy to make questionable facts for you too. What I'm saying um, is, you know, if you want us to have a brewery special, send the information a bit early, and I won't panic. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just poor, poor Sam and I. They're not even able to look each other in the eye. Like, well. <laughs> Oh, that's not my oh, problem. It's not where Hungry Eye starts <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> this is the reason why we're uh, audio only format, Bailey, because uh, <laughs> the amount of times we get ourselves in trouble. Right, oh. yeah, so, um, yeah, Attic Brew, it's, to be honest, I'd never actually really heard of them until I moved over these parts, where I was introduced from um, somebody we like, mentioned previously, um, Kev from UK Craft Beer and Food. Oh, not him, not him. Like, I mean, he, did you actually um, see a post on his social media recently that he actually admitted that he only ever drank Carlin before he uh, ventured into the world of really? craft beer? Carlin. I mean, they're the setting your standards pretty low. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things he's getting a bit obsessed with the podcast as well. It's like, uh, you know, the he's number had, one fan thing, but I, I swear I saw him outside your house the other day. Honestly, I think he's just trying to get close to you, and it's just a bit weird sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I think yeah. I just saw him inside my house the other day. It's terrifying. Wow, did you tell your wife that, or are you keeping that a secret? No, it just scares me. She doesn't listen to this, you know, <laughs> so she'll, ne- she'll right. never know. Right, James, uh, that was a tried and tested, so okay. session, uh, I can't speak anymore, session hazy IPA. Uh, I thought you were reading out the script money. again. <laughs> Look, leave me alone. <laughs> I tried my best. Um, yeah, so more miles than money. Uh, it's quite a all-rounder, so I think there's a bit for everybody. So it's not too heavy yeah. for people who are just starting out, but if you're still into your craft beers, you can still get, there's enough complexity there to keep you um, yeah. involved in it. Right, so Peter Falk for this episode is a beer called uh, We've All Enjoyed the Memories, which is a Kavik New England IPA. Now, this one does seem a bit lively in the can. I'm trying to work out if it's actually the can itself or the beer, but 
So is um, this the first beer they uh, brewed after that one night stand you talked about? <laughs> <laughs> ah, we've all enjoyed the memory. Yeah, that makes, makes sense, so much more right, sense. Yeah. Right, just add validity to these uh, dubious facts. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm uh, going to keep an eye on the uh, messages board on the Instagram for the complaints after. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sam and Ollie trying to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I think we might be banned from the tap room. Right, so uh, the hops inside this bit is Simcoe, Citra and Mosaic. Uh, again, Kavik yeast. So now the, on the can, they always uh, put a local little thing, which is uh, please drink responsibly, Bab. Bab. So just to bring the... Uh, the Birmingham out into it. Well, Bab's actually more of a just generic West Midlands term, really, yeah, isn't it? But, yeah. but it's quite good. It just adds that little touch to it. To be fair, it's all like um, everyone has unfine because hazy is fine, right? And yeah. stuff like that. So and it's like their, some standardisation there, which is quite nice. Their beers are vegan right. as well, so it does bring them. Yeah, a, there's a lot more spectrum of people that have yeah. actually taste them as well. So this beer is six percent. Now, for a New England IPA, that is very light. Yeah. Um, traditionally with a New England IPA it's a lot darker in colour uh, more of like an amber golden colour traditionally so this one is I'll let you you go for it okay Okay. so it's it's quite interesting to be fair because we're doing the four beers from one brewery which you know for us means actually comparisons a lot more I think interesting because you know the intricate details between the different styles of beer from the same brewery as opposed to kind of like four completely different beers, which is what we tend to have because we try and get a good variety of like different places and stuff like that. So, um, well, the important thing was that although they're all from the same brewery, I wanted four different styles of beers yeah. for us to try. Now, obviously, going from a, a session IPA to a New England IPA, they are tr- like traditionally quite different beers, yeah. um, and we want to kind of see what the spectrum would be like. Yeah. So, instantly going from that is. Slightly different nose to it. It's got a bit more of a, a deeper aroma to it. As you drink it, I get a lot more of the. There's a there is a bit more of the bite, but the start okay. again rather than the end. Okay. It does have a smooth finish to it, which again with a New England IPA you don't normally get. Normally it's a bit more harsh and a bit more bite at the end. So I'm not too sure how you will see that. Yeah, that is a lot smoother because I think it started off a lot lighter with the previous beer and then kind of yeah. went into more kind of that bodied uh, refreshing kind of fruity te- like flavour mm. if you like whereas actually this starts off a bit more kind of fruity tangy to start with and then kind of lingers off a little bit and actually it's nowhere near as kind of harsh or kind of long lasting aftertaste there yeah um, it's, you know, it's, a, it's actually I, I, a very enjoyable beer I'll, it's very enjoyable it's not as hoppy as uh, the previous beer I think it's slightly hoppier you think it's slightly yeah. hoppier okay yeah, I don't know if it's the hops that are like hit my because that's thing right because in terms of like the, the bitterness scale or whatever it might be slightly more bitter but I think for me like in terms mm. of the hoppy aftertaste and stuff like that which you get possibly yeah. I think it's slightly less for me um, yeah I think you can taste the alcohol strength more in this as yeah. well because I say 6% versus a 4.3 it has gotten a bit more of a bite in that aspect but again it's still not got that um that overall bite which you normally go through in a beer so yeah. I'm actually quite enjoying that I think I'm, mm. oh. no, no, they're quite close really so far quite, consider, yeah. consider, consider let's, they let's, were let's not give away any kind of I well, leave the, oh, rank, I leave the rankings special. to the end mate the what? The, the rankings I'll just clarify what you said sorry <laughs> the rankings uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> We say that for after the podcast, remember, Chris? Yeah. Maybe you do. Right, um, okay, so... Uh, yeah. So. so many jokes. <laughs> it's a good job certain words are banned on this episode, on this That's podcast. That's true, the, the B word, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, what have you been researching then, James? 
Oh, well, my, my research, we, we want to kind of a different topic, yeah. right? Because we're, we're kind of similar things that we normally do. And I thought, I think the one that I threw to you is kind of, well, we talked about kind of bit, uh, pub names and stuff like that. What, what's something else that you do in pubs quite often? Uh, drinking games. Get drunk. Oh, get drunk, oh. get drunk. And drinking games aid with that, right? Like, they help you get drunk. No, right? they slow me down. Yeah, some people need an excuse. I'm not like, I am that person <laughs> who does drinking games and carries on drinking in between rounds and in between games because... Why wait? Why wait for you to have to drink? But um... no. Okay, so very quickly before you actually go into okay. this topic, okay. I just want to uh, kind of bring back a memory that's instantly gone into my head. Which, which about... by the way, is the point of this because I thought actually more than anything, you will have some funny stories. Mine are very mundane well, actually, for the most part. You were there. Like, um, so your sister see came if I back this. with uh, uni friends, and they decided to uh, have a drinking game okay, to try and encourage yeah. drinking, and I didn't take part because. It seemed way too complex, and I wasn't really that interested. I was just quite happy just sitting there drinking. And you're a simple man, right? So you can't do complex simple needs and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Exactly, yeah. So they were there doing this drinking game. Uh, by the time they'd sorted out the rules and started drinking, and they finally got through one drink each. I've been sitting in the corner just drinking away, and actually drank six beers in that same time. So drinking games don't always encourage drinking. No, I think to care that there's a crucial thing because there's standard game, like drinking games, like things like Ring of Fire. Like there, there's certain drinking games where I've tried to play that with you before, yeah. and other people, and I got. I think yeah. I was way too drunk to start off with, yeah, so yeah. it didn't work. So, but th- those kind of <laughs> games are quite simple. The rules are quite standardised. I think the problem with drinking games is every like different friend group has different variations and different rules. So when you get people come together with all these, sometimes yeah. certain drinking games, you end up spending an hour trying to explain just so everybody's on the same cards. And by the time you've done that. You yeah, might you could have just, just got drunk, which then makes it a bit annoying. It's, all, but. it's not necessarily getting drunk. I just enjoy beer, so I'll, I'll happily work my way through some beers. Yeah. But by the time the like people are too busy talking and like trying to explain some rules, and then someone doesn't understand it, so you have to start all over again. And it's like, <laughs> why are you bothering? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like clearly that's the idiot. Send yeah. that outside with a, like, a bottle of Smirnoff ice because that's all I can handle, and like you know, <laughs> leave them to it. Okay, leave Smirnoff ice alone. I actually don't mind Smirnoff ice. Okay. You look just like a Smirnoff ice type. Oh. He's- <laughs> oh, I was going to say mm, yeah no <laughs> you nearly had me there you nearly had me there um, I, for the interest of the podcast I didn't go anywhere near him um, <laughs> that's not what you said the other night um, I mean but to be fair the other thing we've got of course um, we come from kind of more ro- uh, rugby social kind of groups as True. well where drinking is encouraged and obliged right and you know you don't need drinking games to get drunk because no it's just part of the culture and part of the thing. I mean, the best the best drinking story we've got is, of course, um, we went to my sister's wedding and uh, <laughs> my sister's boyfriend, um, who was getting drunk with us, like, we, we kept buying rounds and drinks and he did the stupid thing of being double parked where he ended well, up with two pints. Well, I, I think you're kind of like going... Oh, you, you, you're going okay, to, okay. You're going okay. Too, yeah, you want to eat... You, you, you're going yeah, like yeah, straight to the middle of the story. Build it up, build it up, okay. Okay, so no, the whole, the whole point was, it was uh, sister's wedding. Uh, we were having a drink, buying each other a drink yeah. each time. Yeah, Which we and did, then, we did quite, we're quite good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we grabbed... Um, your sister's boyfriend and then okay come in and we started yeah. like you know every time we bought a drink he had a drink you know it wasn't anything we weren't burning any extra drinks he was literally just going drink for drink with yeah. us yeah. Uh, and as you said double parked end up with two points made the stupid mistake there of giving one of those points away yeah. now I mean if you if you, someone buys you beer you don't give a and, and to fair, we, we bought him quite a few beers by this point, right? You're like, actually, yeah. we've been quite kind to him, right? Yeah. And because I mean, he, he wasn't actually drinking fast enough to pay for anything, yeah, so it's, it's, a a, it's a bit of a slap in the face, right? And I think exactly. we both took it as an insult. I mean, come so, on, mate. Like, as a result you know. of him giving a pint of beer away, we punished him by buying two beers and said, "No, you got to drink them." You know, and then was it eight o'clock? 
in the evening. He disappeared yeah. and went to bed because he couldn't cope. Yeah, because we think, carried on for another six hours. Because I think let's go. Because that's thing. I think he went and disappeared somewhere, and we went to buy the next brand, and we suddenly had this extra pint, and we're like. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think actually what one of us did, I think one of us just went and bought another pint and we just drank, drank it. Yeah. So um, the official tagline was when he disappeared uh, was, tell them I've died saving children because he was too drunk to even cope. Uh, and he was put into bed. He had to be put into bed because he couldn't actually physically yeah. do it himself. Uh, and then when your sister went up, he actually fell out so the bed was on the floor. Yeah. So, uh, Well, I think it's important we shamed him. On the podcast, this yeah. national podcast called International International International, international Podcast. Yeah. yeah so, so Mark, um, own your shame. Own your shame, mate. Come but on. yeah, that was an interesting day. That uh, was quite. And fun to fact, but at this point, to be fair, you don't like when it comes to like rugby socials. You don't need drinking games to get drunk. Oh no, um, I went to a rugby tour, mate. It's horrendous. <laughs> Brilliant as well, but absolutely horrendous. All around a circle, drinking ten pints each oh, kind of thing. Like. Uh, what was it? Um, breakfast was a Cadbury's cream egg. Cut in half. Nice. One half had hot sauce in it. The other half had an anchovy in it. And you had to, after each half of the cream egg, you had to neck a shot of dark rum. This is breakfast, by the way. This yep. is like half past seven in the morning. And then, yeah, that just set the tone from yeah. there. It went, would, it, if anybody went to this uh, social with Chris, I'm guessing Chris is probably the only one doing it. Everybody else is just there having a normal Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Some people had it far worse than me, trust me. Oh, really? Yeah. Not podcast shareable though. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I go. To be fair, I was thinking of some of my stories. I was like, yeah, actually, I can't. I can't share that one. I can't share that one. It's like trying to um, describe it without, like, really putting people off, because it was horrendous. But it was also yeah. one of the best weekends I've ever had in my life. So I think that's what it tends to be in the end. But um, the thing for me with drinking games, I always get annoyed. Things like Ring of Fire, like you end up. Um, like like the dirty pint, I always end up having that dirty pint and yeah. stuff like that. Like I'm the unlucky one in like beer pong who never because I have really bad aim, never actually wins. And, and the problem is the more you drink, you're the worse the aim gets. Exactly, and it's just like oh god damn it, and that's all it ever gets me. Which is why I just give up and drink because it's just far easier. Um, so some of the weird ones I play. Paranoia's a bit weird. I don't think I've played that one. Uh, Paranoia's the one where like um, you take it in turns, like uh, like you ask somebody a question, that you whisper a question to somebody, and they've got to say their answer out loud. But then, if let's say you're the per- like you're the person who they might have said, so you, I might say to you, who who do you uh, hate more than anybody else? And you say James or somebody like that person, then might want to ask you what the question is, and they have to basically down a drink to get the answer to the question. So some of them, depending on like who's asking what and stuff like that, and reactions, okay. can get to the point where you're trying to basically you pay to get the answer. Like to what the question right, was, kind of it's thing. kind of like more of a, it's more of like a punishment drinking yeah, game, right? Exactly, and stuff like that, which I right. think for me are the better kind of drinking games because it's almost like I can kind of understand yeah. that because it, the thing that triggers your curiosity, so yeah. it's, rather, it's not down to a skill, it's like yeah. okay, well, I want to find out what they were saying, exactly. So. And it's almost like you're buying into it, it's not like you've lost at something, you're actually actively, I want to drink now, you know. And it gets to the point where you know, people like you, for example, are like, well, I don't care, yeah. kind of a question kind of thing, so it's quite funny that way, so yeah, true. Now, I um yeah, that kind of style is better because I say you've mentioned yeah. that ring of fire. I'm yeah. being three parts cut, like trying to pull a card yeah. out. I'll just smash the ring straight away. Oh, that sounds wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> But um to be fair, the best thing about it, right, is um if you get the question the question if you pay to get it is then whispered to you, so your reaction could make somebody else who doesn't know uh, what the question is right, okay. so it's also not like- also want to buy into it and actually actually you've got to tell me what that is based on reactions and stuff like that. So if you're really good at faking you know, and really good thinking. Oh, all right, James. Yeah, I didn't realise uh, it was that type of thing. But all right. sorry, the girl from Derby there. She, she's going to hate that knowledge. 
Um, but you know, if you are good at faking it, then uh, you know you might you might be able to get everybody to buy in for the most mundane question possible, which is half the. I think that's Between. half the game as well for yeah, some like of you who might be able it to. It makes you like, think exactly, and then it can yeah, and then it can actually get quite fun when everybody's buying into it. But um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you honest, I mean, there's a couple of things. I don't really play many drinking games. One thing I am a big fan of playing when I am drinking, though, is a card game called um, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Which, anybody who knows me in real life, that is my level of humour. Now, if anybody hasn't heard of Cards Against Humanity, it's basically... <laughs> it's best played with a group of people. Like, you know, the bigger the group, the better. Yeah. And and people who aren't <clears throat> PC, people who can have a laugh and not yes. take what, what's being said seriously, I think. Because that's, yeah. that's half the fun, right? Like, if you're if you're really conservative, like, as a person, like, you probably... Yeah, do not play this game at all. Uh, but, yeah, the whole idea is one person will play a question card down. So you'll get one question card. You pick a question card. Um, and then you, basically you've got ten answers that are, like, from cards that have just been dealt out to you. And the, the idea is to try and make the funniest response and then the person who's actually put that question card down, the whichever one makes them laugh the most, that tends to win that round, yeah. and then they get the card, and that's kind of how it works. And the person with the most card wins at the end. Uh, but yeah, that's the type of game that I just find. Yeah. So you know, I like tying these into things. Okay, you know, at some point we do have the camera set up, so maybe yes. maybe at some point we'll try and do like a. Like a thing where we do that as part of the like. I don't think that's wise. No, I think I think it is. I will make sure we we age rate it accordingly. But um, we can we can see we can try and maybe get Ugger as like a get him on camera, and uh, Kev will probably be hanging around your bushes, so we can probably invite him if you Mm, want. Someone with a trench coat and some binoculars. Yeah, nothing else, right? Just trench coat. Yeah, Yeah, old school flasher. Bit weird. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a bit. It's the smile on his face as well. He's just always so pleased with himself. Like he's obviously doing a good job, but you know, it's just happy breathing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, okay, well, let's go. <laughs> so it's just a thought, conversation. It, and the point is, it's the thought of him listening to this, being our number one fan, and just not <laughs> to take it seriously. He's probably going to be saying to his wife, "Look, they mentioned me on the, they mentioned me on the podcast." Like, you know, going for it. Like, <laughs> oh, tell me I'm on Chris. Tell me I'm. On Chris. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm saying absolutely nothing. I'm going to keep a. I'm keep myself to myself while I finish the beer. Right. Oh. So, uh, what's your verdict of the? Uh, We've enjoyed the memories. We all enjoyed the memories. You can't even speak. Obviously, that's 6% really I'm, coming out there All I'm saying quickly. is, I mean, you heard me like, trying to read a bit of a script earlier on. I mean, that went absolutely Did you have some up. earlier on? No, I've purposely stayed sober today as well. It's been a glorious day. Yeah. Barbecuing, sunshine. When you had, had a barbecue drink. and you didn't drink, that is Exactly. Rare, yeah. I mean, that's how, how committed I was to this. Yeah. And you Still couldn't even speak. say that sentence. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Like, make sure, put your hands up, make sure you're not having a stroke, you know. Yeah, well, uh, we heard you last time around saying that. So, uh, <laughs> we'll briefly move on so the around the world for this episode now obviously all being Attic Brew it can't be yeah. a foreign based beer so the closest we got was a foreign name so it's Hells on Earth which is a Munich Hells beer, foreign, so. foreign name yeah that's about all yeah, we got really scraping the barrel with that kind of dubious Look, uh, connection it's a grey area and that's all I've got so shut your face so uh, I think that it's inevitable kind of any any future episode that we do like a brewery kind of special for like we're, we're going to have trouble trying to fit them into the categories potentially yeah. and stuff like that. So, we'll, so these, um, these anything like a special episode will either a have to change the format for, or b no. we'll have to just kind of bend the rules a little bit as we've done in this particular one. So this is a hell's on earth. So hell's Munich, uh, Munich hell's. So I believe just lager as far as I'm aware. Uh, again though, it's still vegan. So there is a 
very subtle haze to it, but it is much more traditionally clearer than what you'd expect. Okay. No, you're looking very confused. I am a little bit, yeah. Is that the nose or the taste? I think the taste. Okay. Well, this is... You know what I said at the start? That there was one recommended that was... What I said was already in the episode. This is the one. Oh, um, so is this quite a popular one then? Yeah, the feedback for this is absolutely really popular. So, um, with the Nobody's Poet and the Hells on Earth, I actually know for a fact that they're currently rebrewing, or scheduled to rebrewing, because people have enjoyed it that much. So... Okay. Um... That I, it is a really popular beer. I think so. as you try, I think for me straight away it's, it's it's very distinctly different from kind of the IPAs that we've had. It has got a nose okay. of a, I'd say no. a more stereotypical kind of lager style beer, not necessarily a generic one you get over here. Maybe it has got that hint of you know German market. Yeah, it's, it's got, got that, it's got that, that hint of pilsner almost to yeah. it, right? Like, um, but yeah, it, it's far lighter than previous beers. Not as kind of bigger body in terms of like flavour, but it, it for me it's really good. Some drink being that it's been quite hot, if I'm honest. Of them all, it's by far the most refreshing and the one that I'm actually kind mm. of wanting more of. So to be fair, <clears throat> it tastes like a German lager. But what I do like about it is the fact because most German lagers, again, they're like very stereotypical with the way they're made. So um, a lot of them aren't vegetarian or vegan friendly. But that actually tastes exactly like a German lager, but you tick all those boxes, so again, yeah. you've got that accessibility. So if people actually want to know what the German market is like, but can't do it because yeah. of ethical reasons, that doesn't make any difference because that's actually taken out. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think also coming from a kind of IPA, it's weird because it actually seems to have what I consider quite a dry aftertaste as well, Yeah, um, which is making me want to go back more, to be fair, if I'm honest. But it is kind of just... Well, I did think about this, because as the, the beers that we've picked and the order we've picked them in, um, it is going to be like a bit of a health skill to think, mm. so you're going to have the, the lightness from the session uh, IPA, yeah, heavier with the New England, yeah. lighter again with the Munich Hells Lager, and again, it's it's going to be darker again, like heavier again when it comes to our well, last well, one, yeah. which we haven't, obviously we haven't revealed yet, but yeah. um, I did think it was going to be a bit up and down. I did wonder whether they would actually end up complementing mm. each other, or whether they would actually detract from each other, so... Um, no, I will say, firstly, I mean, it being a 5.1, it doesn't mm, taste that strong, no, in my opinion, no. at all. Um, it does taste a lot lighter. Again, that might because we've gone from what tastes like quite a strong IPA, uh, like we said. But at the same time, for me, I don't know. It, I think a lot of kind of lager that you might get over here, that's German lager from like places, you know, if you if you grab some cheap lager from wherever. Like, if you're a Carling person, you know. Well, you who know. the hell drinks Carling? Yeah, who, who the hell drinks Carling? But, you know, I think actually for me, what's really nice about this, although it's quite light, it still has very distinct flavour to it. And there's actually mm. a really nice kind of undertone to it, which I think is actually quite pleasant for me. Um, like... I actually, am a, I, I am a fan of it. One like, thing I do like about German lagers versus more traditional lagers, and it depends on what type of mood I'm in. Yeah. But with German lagers, they do tend to have a bit more of an a bite. Yeah. So it's not just like light and crisp. There is there's something that they do differently to everywhere else. Yeah. That those it has a distinctive aftertaste that you can tell that it's a German lager rather than like whether it be yeah. Dutch or like British or anything like that type of thing so um, it does have its own distinct flavour and I do think that although that that's brilliant Birmingham if someone gave me that and said this is German I would have like, you yeah, yeah, yeah you would have believed com- it it's got that very distinct flavour they, yeah. they have got their that German lager taste to it bang on yeah 
Now, whether you like German lagers or not, obviously, it's all down to personal yeah. preference. Honestly, I, I, I'm actually, it's, it's really pleasant. I think for me as well, like, because the, the beer on previous episodes, that I've always said that I kind of gravitate towards is things like IPAs. Recently, Chris, I, I've been drinking less IPAs, if I'm honest. Less IPAs? I've been drinking less of them. I think, you know, going into summer, I always tend to kind of uh, start going towards things like cider and lager, something mm. that's a bit kind of lighter bodied and kind of way more refreshing. To be fair, like, if I'm honest, I drink a lot more of it. Because yeah. normally IPA is, is quite a good one for me because I, I have less of it because they're quite flavourful, they're quite hoppy as well. It's not something I, I drink loads and loads of in one yeah. massive go. Um, so for me, actually, given what I've been drinking recently, I think that's part of the reason I'm kind of gravitating more towards it as well from a kind of lager standpoint. But Well, when I actually I, drink lagers, the main type of lagers I tend to go for would tend to be either Dutch or Czech. Those okay. are the type of lagers yeah. I would naturally go towards. I think we both have a lot of Czech, especially when like drinking out and stuff. Like we yeah. quite so a few Czech beers. Czech beers, Czech yeah. beers are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, again, it's they are lagers, so they're not massively complex. But if you're having a meal and you want, you know, just something to like palate cleanser type of thing, I, I think they work perfectly. And yeah. they, I think although they're not beers that you would naturally go, oh, this this is an amazing beer. They are standard go tos because they're just. Yeah, the, the what they do, they do a job rather than yeah. it's more of a, it. It is it, they are enjoyable. They're fresh, they're clean, but you don't want anything that's going to be a whack of uh, flavour on the senses because that's then going to detract from your meals. Yeah, does no. that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that does that's, make sense. I, mean, other people fact, I think disagree. let's be honest. I think this is part of the reason it's probably so popular at the moment because you've got you know during lockdown you've got a lot more barbecues, the hotter weather. Like actually, I can see why people are going yes. towards this beer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and it makes perfect sense. It's kind of, you know, I think going into summer, these kind of beers make a comeback, you know. And speaking of comeback, Chris, <laughs> XFL, I'm just trying to gravitate it towards I'm there. Saying, I suddenly, like, I suddenly I, I, comeback came into my head. I'm like, yeah, okay, we're, we're trying to gravitate towards it. I genuinely did not see where you were taking. No, that. you didn't. No, you didn't. But there you go. But um, XFL comeback. Yeah. So today yeah. it has been announced that we, um, we noted yeah. we made it aware. Uh, the, they went into bankruptcy yep. uh, in the year, the XFL. Um, it has been announced today that it has been uh, bought over by Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, it's quite exciting for me because I think we, we've not had as much sporting news on the podcast in the last few months because of lockdown yes. and uncertainty. And even even some of our favourite sports that have returned, you know, in, in various formats in, in certain ways, they're all truncated a little bit. And I think we're a bit, although it's great to see some of the sports back again, it's, it's kind of a bit... Uh, disheartening as well the fact that you know it's not a full kind of playoffs and stuff like this and some of it's you know especially when you know I'm a Ducks fan and the Ducks aren't in the <laughs> NHL it just makes the whole thing a little bit more depressing so well, it's that, nice to have excitement actually the thing that really like, gets me about the sport is the canned fan atmosphere which you mentioned previously yeah, yeah. I am an experience yeah. but especially with the baseball they're pumping we that mentioned that. It, it sounds terrible it does sound bad to be fair and some of them like I think certain people have done it well in certain stadiums I think when I was watching quite a few different games um, BC Sport you know if you want to sponsor us uh, <laughs> you know um, but uh, when you're, you're making up for the lack of plug last time yeah exactly we've we got oh, to go okay. too right just make sure I mean, if, B, <laughs> if BT Sport are listening to this well I, I doubt it um, yeah me too yeah but you, you never know. <laughs> Maybe Kev will, will buy his BT Sport. You can you can but hope, right? He's talking to the dog's ass, mate. Is he? Yeah. Would you know? Is that from personal experience? Uh, Is that when he came over in I'm the trench? I was going to say something. Yeah, that's really yeah, bad. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, moving on. Um. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. Some of the some of the baseball games, like certain like uh, teams. In fact, Mets actually. I think when I think it was a. Let's just not talk about the Mets because it's a very sore subject. Yeah, but I was going to say uh, actually the, their stadium actually. I think some of the canned laughter, if you like, they try to. 
do a little bit better. Like it's not just one track that's throughout it. You know, they're trying to do mm, it based on the trying atmosphere to vary, and stuff like that. And certain stadiums are doing better than others, but yeah, I'm with you. Like it just the atmosphere isn't there, and that's half the thing with these sports, which is where for me, as a fan, it's almost like I, I'm. I've never massively liked watching certain sports on TV. Yeah. Football, I find boring as hell anyway, but watching on TV, for me, it's like paint drying. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like part of, you know, we love NHL when they smash each other against class. It's not just the players, it's the reaction of the crowds around it swarming to the thing yeah. and like shouting the abuse and stuff like that. You miss all of that really good kind of interaction that you get. Well, you're saying about so. TV sports as well. I mean, like, I'm actually a massive fan of Speedway. I love Speedway. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic sport. You watch on TV... You get none of the atmosphere, none of the noise, none of the smells. I mean, like, because it's a speedway bike. I don't know if anybody's ever actually yeah. watched speedway, but speedway bikes have their own unique smell because they use ethanol, but they're two-stroke engines, so you still got the oil in there. It, yeah. It's got it's a unique scent. It, and it's it, that it's, sniffing that sent you into what you become today, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, fine no figure of a man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those type of things. But watching on telly, oh yeah. my god, yeah. you, you might as well just turn it off. Must watch CBeebies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's and for, for for me, when we look at the XFL, I think Dwayne Johnson could be that kind of almost Hollywood connection they need to add a bit, you know, more sponsorship to it, but actually try and get some of that kind of fun part of it. And I think actually some, you know, a lot of people didn't really know about the XFL. I don't yeah. think it was advertised particularly well, and I think you know they're clearly going to have to start rebuilding and rebuilding it. And yeah. I think actually that is one of the perfect people to do that. And I think he is the embodiment of kind of almost the Hollywood show business aspect of it, whereas the real dedication to sport and fitness and stuff like that. And I think actually, I think XFL could actually grow bigger than it would have done well, previously, in my opinion. I think this could be really We big. don't know the full terms right. of the actual agreement yeah. yet. Okay, yeah. so well, the information that we do know is although it's been pegged as uh, Dwayne Johnson is the owner, he's actually a part owner. Yeah, isn't it his ex-wife? Ex-wife yeah. and also a uh, media company. Okay. Well, someone who owns a media company, but I think that's the umbrella that they're actually going to go yeah. through. So they're not too sure about what actual whether the teams are going to be part of the deal or not. Uh, what the locations are going to be? Was that because uh, the, the deal itself was? Was it fifteen million? Fifteen million. So for me, Which I reckon seems it's going quite to be, low. I think it's going to be rights only. Yeah, rather than the actual franchises. So I think they'll have to reinvest and redevelop and. I mean, especially at the moment, one thing I did see that was quite a poignant um, article earlier on was they will have to pick markets based on the outbreaks of COVID-19. So, actually, the reason they mentioned that in the article makes me think that they haven't got the actual teams. Yeah. Or maybe haven't got the exact rights to the team names. I'm not really not too sure at the moment. They've been very... The thing is... All they've done is, like, they've announced the fact that Dwayne Johnson is a part owner... Yeah, um, I to think kind of build the hype, but there's very, very little. Yeah, detail. I think it's a shame that they like. I'm hoping they try and keep. Everyone, I want like, to keep, that would be the best thing for me. If we can keep the eighteen yeah. names, perfect. If they can expand it, even better. Well, no, you can get rid of. I can keep seven. Get rid of Roughnecks because nobody follows them, right? So I mean, you can get rid of Roughnecks. Nobody Roughnecks were like by far the best team. Just saying. PJ Walker has actually been signed by yeah, Carolina did, Panthers. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And also one of the defensive backs has been signed by somebody else. I can't remember oh. the team name. Yeah. Willie the Dragons uh, didn't see many yeah, I mean, players go the, over the, the, to the reason why uh, Dragons didn't do it because A they were terrible and B the uniform was even worse so, I like the uniform the I uniform was awful <laughs> it was terrible you can't even say that with a straight face that was how crap the uniform was and the logo I mean oh, what the hell was that I'm glad there's no camera here because <laughs> I'm really not yeah it, oh. it was awful uh, but yeah I'm, I'm glad that they managed to save yeah. it I'm, whether what type of format it gets brought back in at least with it being a spring league yeah. um, if they stick to that format 
again, they've got more time for hopefully things to recover a bit yeah, that way. Yeah, I think so. cause we, we talked about two things on the podcast that were kind of new and upcoming. One of them was Xtile, the other was the 100, right? Yes. And fair, everything I'm seeing about the 100, they are going to try and do it going forward next year. But I just yeah. don't know how they're going to save that in the format because if I'm honest, I just feel like they did do the big build-up and hype-up, but it's almost like actually too delayed now to kind of keep with that momentum. And I think mm. they will have lost so much momentum from that, which I think is a shame. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it was a lot of key plays and stuff like that, and it's whether in a year they'll still be available and, and doing it. I think they'll have to their contracts because they yeah. did a American-style draft yeah. system, which again, we spoke about previously, and that was actually really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But again, other players have got different commitments and different things happen, yeah. and... And things yeah. I think at the time, I think what's so good is the players really got behind it as a concept. <clears throat> but in a year's time, it's whether they're still going to get behind it in the same way. I certain think, key ones will. Like, yeah. I think ones actually, some people won't be as interested. And also, certain people will drop out. And because other people were snubbed previously, they'll be like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get involved this time. Yeah. So again, I think that will either knock on There'll, there'll be policy. some kind of politics to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's, there's that, yeah, exactly. And, and that'll, be, that'll be interesting, kind of how it plays out. But yeah, I think it's just good that we got... We got sport back, you know. We took NHL back, you know. Yeah, NHL uh, playoffs will start again. So um, the the first qualifying round is basically the teams from ranked four to eight in their particular divisions, and then the top four teams on each conference are going for what's called a round robin. Yeah. So the so four positions five to twelve are going head to head for like typical playoff knockouts eliminators uh, because it's been so long with the actual season having that break the top four are basically doing the round robin which is they will play each other and then the one who wins the most games will be to one down to four so there's no essentially it's negating what happened in the season season previously okay yeah. and it's kind of um there's a still chance fresh, there. really yeah but also it kind of there's a bit more excitement in terms of well yeah you know, those because otherwise actually, it, yeah you can't say that form's carried you in because it's been so long since any games have been played. The form is completely is completely different. Yeah. So um, what they kind of do is trying to make it as fair as possible. One thing that has been quite funny so far because there's only been two days of games at the moment, but two seeded five teams, which is essentially the top ones of the uh, first qualified round, have lost to the um, seeded twelve teams. So and yeah. like, but in significant fashion as well. Yeah. So it's I I do think. This this cup is anybody's. So it all was, depends on who. There was, there was some the good day. games at the weekend. To be fair, yeah. I was, yeah, I was I was trying to watch as much. Well, I sent you a picture of you when I was watching. Yeah. One, well, to be fair, you sent me that one, and then I carried on watching it. After yeah. Because I think you sent it after the, like uh, start of the second period or something, and then I carried on watching it. And it yeah, was insane was, to it see. It was uh, Blackhawks versus. Um, I can't remember who it was. Man. Oilers. Oilers, yeah. Oilers, yeah. And like oh, yeah. Oilers were like seeded uh, fifth, and by the end of the first period, like. Blackhawks yeah. were 4-1 up and they could have been even more up it was such a fantastic game yeah. to watch but yeah complete domination and that's thing for me you know as I said Ducks aren't in it which is a shame they were the best team but for some reason you know they just didn't make the cut um, <laughs> but you can't just say that on a straight face I know but I'm really sad uh, but it means I'm actually I am I am supporting the Bolts we said that's the I, I think it's the one the next one I've got the closest it's the one I've watched one, the most games and one thing to cheer you up though James because although the Ducks aren't involved at least the Bruins lost to the Flyers, which yeah, makes everybody good, happy. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> we do hate the Bruins. If everybody hates the Bruins if you're, unless you're a Bruins yeah, fan. If you're, if you're a Bruins fan, you know, if you're a Bruins and a Patriots fan, Jesus, what what have you decisions you made just, in your life? Just, like, stop just playing. Turn off, yeah. Turn off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you got this far anyway. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the amount of bashing that we yeah. do. Uh, yeah, to be honest, mention the Patriots, have we? Because uh, yeah, Buc- Buccaneers are like plastering yeah. Tom Brady <laughs> all over the place and Gronk as well. Uh, 
yeah. basically two key New England Patriot players that have moved over to Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. I mean, Julian Edelman, he's like I mean, honestly, sitting there lonely out of a window just Buc- looking at everybody Buc- else. Buccaneers, though, it's going to be really interesting to watch that. Like, oh, honestly, like, I'm, I'm excited. They've signed a lot like. of older players. But it's experience that I think but they were lacking, right? And that's the thing. I think that really help them. The, the thing like, is, people go, oh, the, the sign like, has been, so they're not going to do anything. It's like, yeah, but what they don't realise is there's a hell of a lot of youth players on there as well. Yeah. And that experience crossed with the youth, yeah. I think, I think they've got a good ship, providing the season happens with a different yeah. story. Provide the season happens, but also, it's also team dynamics. The fact they can gel some of those experienced players with the youngsters yeah. and get it involved, that's going to be really key. Yeah, well, but, Chris, well, I mean, you've got Tom Brady, who, like, let's face it, although I'm not a massive fan of him, he yeah. can play at the bag when he needs to. And he's got like Gronk, who's his go-to, and he's, let's be honest, he's had a significant uh, increase in, like, a wide receiver capability with like Mike Evans who's probably one of the best wide receivers in the game at the minute yeah. and then uh, Chris Godwin who had a massive breakout season so if you've got someone in Ben and they had really good seasons with an let's face it yeah. a terrible quarterback so if you've got someone like Brady who yes he's deteriorating but he's probably still at a far higher standard than what Jameis Winston was yeah. I, th- I think they're going to be interesting to watch. I do, I do think they've got a, a damn good chance Yeah, I'm hoping to be fair, I'm hoping the season does go ahead like it is so, questionable at the moment because so a lot it, of players are kicking off. My thing is, if the season does go ahead, I would love to do kind of a fancy football thing with like all the Beer and Rants fans kind of thing and actually put that That's something not bad So then that could be quite good. Because also it's one of those where actually the kind of any season we potentially do have will be a bit truncated. So actually if you're maybe not a massive fan of like American football or you've not really started following it, you might be able to get into it a lot easier because there'll be less kind of there if that, if that yeah. makes sense. So it might actually be whatever format they do as a replacement because they'll definitely have fancy football because there's yeah. no way they can't. Like, I think there'll, there'll be some kind of new format there that can make it quite interesting to be fair. So. No, makes sense. Ties into that as well. Why not? Right. Well, that's More a perfect point to view <laughs> always. Right, so, uh, yeah, the... Uh, what was it? Around the World? I can't even think of the bloody It's word, Around the World, wildcard. No, Around the World, we're just finished. Oh, sorry, yeah, I was making sure... I, gen- I genuinely thought you'd lost it. I it's mean, such a disappointment. How much right. have you had to drink today, Chris? No, I nothing. I'll, that's a problem. I need to drink more. Right, so... Um, the wild card for this round is a beer called Why Is This So Hard? So this is a wheat beer. Now, as we've spoken previously, uh, wheat this, beers... This is Ollie in not... the tights, right? I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. The one right stand. Uh, oh, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> got to call back to those uh, dubious facts. Questionable, Questionable facts. Questionable facts. Dubious. dubious. Oh, oh, sorry. James, such a disappointment. Sorry. All right. As a result of that, I'll let you uh, have a swig of it on account you've been such a... Uh, yeah, I know, because I know I'm going to Massive... Wheat beer fan. It could now, be the notes. It could be amazing though, right? The notes are banana and clove. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it might be interesting. That. Oh, that does pique my interest. Uh, Pardon? It, uh, shamefully, Urga's not it, here because he, li- he likes banana, right? <laughs> Big one for Urga. <laughs> right, so yeah, this is a wheat beer. Um, I mean, that smell is amazing though, actually. Like, mm. I'll get subtle hints of the banana, yeah. but not much. Now, for a wheat beer, that is quite clear. Again, it, they've all been very, very light in colour. Um, I can imagine banana <clears> and wheat is a taste actually kind of blending. I mean, if you ever have to try it, then maybe we can have to review it. Sorry, mate. I, I, I was going for the speculation beforehand, but sorry, yeah, no. It's, yeah, you, you're right. You carry on talking. Well, if we can get a word in, it would be nice. Uh, yes, yeah, so the wheat beer is quite, it's quite clear. It is hazy, but again, normally it's quite a heavy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we have this on the episode 14? Oh, sorry, that's it, but no. Oh, you're not a fan? Not, not for me. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Trying, oh. To, yeah, trying to contain that. Yeah. Yeah. Aftertaste. Yeah, that, that was definitely a face for uh, YouTube. Yeah. 
It's also weird because it's a weird aftertaste and then you've got bits of banana in it and it just, it really doesn't work. Like, <laughs> which is why I wanted the, the speculation of saying, well, banana and wheat, might, maybe that'll save it. No. Well, I think no. I like cloves. I like banana. I don't particularly like wheat beer. And I think all three of those together is going to be a very, very weird combination. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what you think of it. Cause I'm not going to lie. You said the smell smells amazing. I don't I really think the smell was actually I don't more like subtle the smell. as well. This, for me, that like it was... It, the banana wasn't too overpowering because I was expecting it's, the banana to it's be very really subtle, strong. It's very subtle. Yeah. Um, but there's a, Which is why I thought that might be There's a right. really weird scent to it. I don't know if it's the clove part of it or what, but um, just probably wheat because let's I mean, wheat beer smells horrible. It is wheat, to be fair. I think that, that was the other thing for me that I was picking up on. I mean, it's just the attitude. You might Actually, I don't mind that or something, but... That's not as bad as I expected with your with yeah, the reaction well, you, you had. But the thing is, you know I don't like wheat beers as well, so, I mean, there is, there is that kind of part. Certain wheat beers I don't mind. Now, for me... I yes it is a wheat beer but it's quite a subtle wheat beer however there's not enough of the banana and the clove in there actually probably a bit too much clove and not enough banana it just hits me it's like I don't know if it's the certain sourness that suddenly hits me or like tanginess as part of the sourness however one thing I do it has happened after I drank it is my tongue is drier than carpet literally it's dried my mouth out completely um, and that, this, this is the other thing the aftertaste like, it just keeps there hence why I was kind of like kept going in, in terms of my reaction because yeah yeah, that's a really weird sensation. Um, no, I've got to be honest. Yeah. I, I was quite intrigued by that because people were saying, I saw people online saying, oh, that's, that the banana to- the notes kind of made it a little bit more different. And I can see where they're coming from, but I've got to be honest. Because I will say, the banana for me, I don't get at the initial. No. It, it's at, at the aftertaste where you kind of have this weird blend of wheat aftertaste and banana coming through. And depending on your palate, you might pick up the banana. I don't think and it's that actually might the wheat. I think it's a thing, clove. But, you think it's clove? I think it's the clove. Whatever it is, it isn't. It doesn't I think, work. And I think the thing what? is, I think the clove is actually what's ruining it. No, drying it out, drying out the mouth. I think that's because that, generally what cloves do. Mm. It's kind of some, that aspect. I don't know if it's actually clove in there or it's like an extract or an essence or what. Yeah. But it's definitely drying out my mouth. And my, it's how you um, mm. had that refreshingness from the Hell's Lager. You've kind of lost that from like with this one, which is kind of weird. It's, yeah. It's, very hard to describe yeah. really and to be fair that is the other point again when we talk about going from one beer to another we've gone from what is incredibly light beer to a wee beer yeah. would have been interesting maybe to go from the IPA to that as well mm. uh, I'm sure kind of what we normally do afterwards is kind of go back and actually try a few of the beers in different orders just to kind of see if our thoughts change a little bit but I don't know for me personally the, the, the flavour just isn't right for me like whatever whether it is the banana and clove combo like in terms of mm, I think um, in baseball terms I'd say a swing and a miss swing and a miss yeah but, you know, um, I will say surprisingly, I mean, <laughs> sounds terrible, I thought I would dislike more of them. Actually, we've had yeah. three that I've actually not minded. Um, you know, as we stand to kind of start talking about rankings, kind of where our head's oh, at at this point. I'll let right? you so, uh, No, it's it more general, right? I okay. mean, do you want me to go specific and go straight forward? I mean, I, d- I don't mind. I mean... I mean, we got it at some point, so... Uh, oh, fair enough then. Okay, well... No point like the present. So... The best for me, I would have to say, is that wheat. No. <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to lie, when you started picking up one of the cans, I was like, like, really? Really? No, no. So, uh, yeah, Weiss, Weiss is so hard. Weiss, Weiss is so hard. That, no. No. <laughs> you want my pronunciation. Yeah, that is, uh, that's at the bottom of the list by by a big margin for Fair me. Enough. I'm not going to lie. A big margin. A big margin. Okay. That is, because that's the thing, of all of them, I'm like, actually, all the other three, I would go back and actually have more of, and actually, they're all interesting enough, and actually, for me, like, Two IPAs I that I quite like, yeah. you know, a lager that I, you know, I thought was actually really good, um, and then that abomination. <laughs> 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 but 
this is just to make sure we are being as fair as possible. Well, we did say, exactly interest of fairness at the start, we are reviewing yeah. these things exactly as we exactly. do normally. There's and no there's no. And for me, I, we've it. never hidden the fact that I hate weird beers. Yeah. It is one, one of the and beers... That's the reason why I want to say, exactly, and that's to be honest, so. we... There's no way we would have naturally picked that beer up to try. No. So no. if we didn't use you it in this format. In fact, you might have. You might have out of curiosity. I was intrigued by the banana. Thing. Yeah, for me, I would never, because it's wheat yeah. beer, right? Yeah. I just avoid it. I've just, I always say on the podcast, like, try different types of beer because you never know. But for me, wheat beer is one of those <laughs> that I just, I've had too many bad experiences Yeah. where I'm like, it's just not worth it. <laughs> Even if I Fair find enough. one that I like, no. So, uh, you do like one. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <sighs> Blue Moon. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. We've talked about that before. Yeah, don't remember the I think for me, that's where citrus works well with it, right? And actually, the citrus notes of something like Blue Moon really, really well, undercuts it. Well, wheat beers are right very heavy. So, yeah. so having a lighter flavour to complement it, that is what makes a difference, really. And maybe it's that clover, but whatever that... Well, I, can tell, I can tell you don't like that wheat beer because you've just necked to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of thing. I was thinking maybe if I drank more of it, it'd be better. No, you made that mistake with the Imperial Stout in I episode did. 14. I did, yeah. But, oh, oh, that Imperial Stout. Actually, you know what? Although I called that an abomination, it is better than the Imperial Stout still. So Most things are. Most things are. Uh, we digress. We digress. Um, I would probably then put the... Oh, see, this is where it's, it's very difficult. But yeah. I think, to be fair, for me, I'd probably put the... Session Hazy IPA third, which is the miles more more, more miles yeah, than money, more miles than money. Um, yeah, I, it, I, for me it was quite close between the two. Okay. okay, I actually quite like the stronger tasting beer in my opinion. Okay, okay, I, I actually quite liked it in terms of just flavour of it. I think New England IPAs as well for me is something that I tend to kind of gravitate towards in terms of style of IPA. So for me, I, I quite liked that. Um, I'm intrigued that you're trying them again because, of course, I haven't tried both of them again. So this this is a bit unfair on me, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, to see. This is why I always do. Um, and then clearly, then my my winner is the uh, Hell's Honor, the Munich House. Actually, you know, I think just because you know, and maybe it's time of the year and the hot weather and stuff like that. But actually, we can say time of the month. Though. Time of the month, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, just because I'm moody, Chris. Like, um, but yeah, I'm mean, very, <laughs> <laughs> very emotional. Very emotional, yeah. Like, but um, yeah. So, what, what's yours? Uh, that, that was very subtle about the fact we, like, just in the interest of fairness, we do have an audience member today, and yeah, uh, yeah the whole uh, idea was they had to be silent through it, and yeah. they failed on that part, didn't they? Yeah, and what but, I love is we say we've got an audience member, so he just makes more noise. That wasn't yeah, that yeah. wasn't the intention of that was to call him out purposely, and yeah, tell him to just be quiet. But no, carries on. Uh, what would your what would your opinion be then? Right. Unless the audience member wants to just yeah, might as well. <laughs> Right, so uh, in last place, uh, why is this so hard? What? I mean, shocker, I know. What? But, I, you yeah. wouldn't use the word abomination, though, I'm guessing. No. I, that, <laughs> I think if you said there was like a drastic thing, now, yeah. for me, it was the worst of the four. Yeah. And would I go back to it again? No. Yeah. But if I'm bored of the point of it, I would still drink it. You know what I mean? It's not one of them ones that I'll get rid of. Uh, yeah, there's only been two beers we've ever thrown down the sink. Yeah. So, and one of them was my fault right uh, <laughs> but yeah so in fourth place that wheat beer so in third place uh, Hells on Earth okay so the yeah. Munich Hells Lager um, put it in third it is enjoyable but again as I said previously I do personally prefer more Dutch or Czech yeah. lagers yeah. rather than the German one I do enjoy German beer but I have to be in the mood for them so that's for the reason yeah. why um 
So Second surprised because right here, an IPA is going to be in your number one choice which is in itself quite rare exactly so. uh, it's going to be even more of a shocky through in a minute because in second place it is more miles than money yep good man and Correct. actually in top place uh, which is the one I actually thought I would probably hate the most uh, we've all enjoyed the memories which is the Kavik the New England IPA yep. that's a stunner I love yep. that I think for me um, you know as a fan of IPAs for me I think it, there was more hoppiness to it for me, the aftertaste as well. As someone who likes the hops, I liked it. You it's thought it was less bitter, hoppy than however, the other one. it's like, one of those ones that actually it complements... It's like I've said previously, when it complements throughout, it doesn't make any yeah. difference. I probably find the uh, more miles than money probably slightly on the harsh side, which is quite surprising because that's the session, which is normally on the yeah. more subtle scale. Yeah. Again, it's all down to what your individual... And these are having retried them while you did that I, I still, I'm still backing it as my number one the thing is I think it, just because I've started like I said going towards lagers more than IPAs recently I think for me I think there's a certain refreshing nature to uh, the Munich House I think that's kind of why and I can understand like say why it's one of their best sellers if I'm honest in terms of the kind of type of beer that it is and, yeah. and kind of like the summer vibes and stuff like no that. again I can understand why it would, yeah. it'd be popular yeah. especially because you've got that Again, it's a broadest, it's the yeah. wider spectrum as well because of that vegan aspect of where most of the German yeah. ones aren't. So, but I definitely, I definitely, to me, it was hard between the three. It's actually they are a lot the, the drastic difference for me, but those three were really good. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think you definitely picked the right IPA though. No, I, I yeah. really enjoyed that Sorry. one. Uh, yeah, so that's our Attic Brew Brewery special episode. So again, thank you very much for listening, people. We do, we are. Again, all over social media. Uh, again, a lot of different platforms that we yep. so, can listen to the yeah, podcast any, on. Any feedback, suggestions, anything like that, make sure you, you comment. Uh, yeah. Next episode, we've got something special planned. Yeah, it's as all well. focused like, around summer. Yeah, so because so, summer's coming to an end, so why not do a bit of a yeah a summer theme to so, it? Yeah, something slightly different. So definitely keep an eye out for that as well. So, but yeah, um, again, thank you for the love across all. Um, social media and all the messages that you send through, we do really appreciate them. And uh, yeah, uh, we are growing so by all means please share us and get our word out so we can get more exciting things coming up but uh yeah thank you for listening cheers